Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Who likes bread? Oh, yeah, not enough hands are going up. If you like bread, if you like and discussing bread and discussing bread, I'm glad you're in church today. And I would advise you to come to church for the next three weeks because there will be in our gospel lessons as we make our way through the sixth chapter of John, there will be in our gospel lessons a lot of bread talk. We are in year B in our lectionary, and so we hear primarily from Mark's gospel. But in year B, around this time, we take this curious turn from Mark's gospel into John's gospel, and we make our way through John chapter 6. We completely skipped over the feeding of the 5,000 from Mark's gospel a couple of weeks ago. And instead, in this year, we hear that account from John's gospel. And so, like today, in the next three weeks to come, what we will see, what we will get in these gospel lessons in John chapter 6, is Jesus discussing what this all means, what the feeding of the 5,000 means with those, that crowd that is left behind. So we're going to hear a lot of bread talk. I am the bread of life, the bread that has come down from heaven. Whoever believes in me will never go hungry again. Get used to that because you're going to hear it for the next Three weeks. And so our gospel lessons, they sort of seem repetitious. It sort of seems like Jesus is saying and discussing the same things. So for preachers, we sort of look out for this. We look for it. We know it's coming. We prepare ourselves. You may know the Reverend Chuck Culpepper, a priest in this diocese who died a couple of years ago. Chuck had a way with words. Chuck had a way of expressing things that, that others couldn't or that others weren't willing to do or to say. And so three years ago, when we heard this gospel lesson, when we made our way through John chapter 6, and we heard over and over again, I am the bread of life, and these people, they just don't understand it, so Jesus says it again, I am the bread of life. Here's what Chuck had to say on Facebook. And I went back and looked for that post because I remembered it. Could we all just agree that Jesus is the true bread that came down from heaven and then move on to something else? And then he put hashtag lectionary, you're killing me. Again, only Chuck could put it that way. But we're going to get a lot of bread talk. We're going to get a lot of back and forth. We're going to get these folks who are the remnants of that feeding of the 5,000 wanting to know who Jesus is, wanting to know where he has come from. When they ask him, how did you get here? They weren't merely asking him, how did you arrive in this place? 
They are curious about his origins. They are curious about who he is. And next week, we'll see them all grumbling amongst themselves. Isn't this Jesus, that guy from Nazareth? Isn't this the carpenter's son? Don't we know him? Don't we know who he is? Jesus is the true bread that comes down from heaven so that we will not hunger again, so that we will not thirst again. Jesus is God in our midst. God is in the midst of these people, these people who were fed with five loaves and two fish. God fed them. God gave them a sign. Jesus gave them a sign of who he is. God living among us. Often in John's gospel, we see people coming to Jesus, wanting to know more, curious about him. Remember Nicodemus? He came to Jesus by night. Didn't want anyone to know what he was doing. Came to Jesus by night. And Nicodemus was a leader. He's wealthy. He's educated. There's that whole discussion about the Spirit. And there's that whole discussion about <clears throat> being born again. Jesus is just talking past Nicodemus. Nicodemus says, how can one be born again? Can one enter into the womb a second time? And then you've got the woman at the well who wants to know more about Jesus. How is it that you, a Jew, are speaking to me, a woman of Samaria? She says, give me this water, that water that Jesus offers her that gushes and springs up into eternal life. And she goes and tells other about this man who knows about her. So yet again, in today's gospel lesson and in the weeks to come, these people, like Nicodemus, like that woman at the well, are wanting to know more about Jesus. Who is this guy who just fed us with five loaves and two fish? Who is this guy who nourishes and sustains us? And so they want a sign. Can you believe it? These same people who were fed with five loaves and two fish ask for a sign. Because they completely missed it. They completely missed that it is God in their midst who feeds them. They missed that it is God, they missed that it is God in their midst who sustains them, who cares for them, who provides for them, who gives them sustenance. Miss that God in flesh is with them, talking with them, speaking to them. It is God who provides for them. God provided for their ancestors in the wilderness. We heard that account from Exodus also. God did that. Moses did not do that. God did that. And now God in flesh is doing the same thing he did for their ancestors, providing for them, giving them a sign, showing them about God's love and compassion, care, mercy, and providence. It's easy to look back on this gospel lesson with 21st century eyes and say, my gosh, these guys, these folks, how could they not get it? He fed you with five loaves and two fish. How can you miss this, you bunch of dingbats? 
But if I look at myself, and if we all look at ourselves, we really are no different from this remnant that has just been fed. We too miss signs. We too miss signs of God's presence in our lives. We too miss signs of God doing infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. We miss God's hand in our life. We miss God's care and compassion for us, especially when things go wrong. And so I find myself often saying, God, show yourself. Where are you in the midst of this? Let me know that you are present, that you still love and care for your people, that you have not abandoned us and forsaken us. How many times have we probably prayed that this past year in the midst of our fear and uncertainty of our health, of our friends' and family's health, uncertainty about the economy and what's going to happen next? We pray, God, show yourself, give us a sign. I pray, God, show yourself, give me a sign. Often the sermons I preach are the sermons that I need to hear. So it's like I'm in the pew with you when I tell you this. God is working. God is present. God in Jesus Christ, the true bread that came down from heaven, is in the midst of us, cares for us, loves us, pours out grace upon grace to us. All we have to do is look around and see the signs of God in our midst, see the signs of God working in our lives. I think it's much harder to do in our day than it was for those Israelites in the wilderness. I think it's much harder to do in our day and age when we are preoccupied by many things. Much harder to do than those folks who are fed with five loaves and two fish. Quit asking for a sign and look around for a sign. It is right there in your midst. It is right there with you. Jesus Christ, the true bread that has come down from heaven and says, believe in me and you will never hunger again, is walking with you. Jesus Christ, the true bread that has come down from heaven, says, believe in me. Know that I am with you. Know that I am with you and be not afraid. That appears a lot in our Bible be not afraid. And that is what our Lord tells us this day. Look around for the signs. It's not that hard. If only we would just be still and let God be God. Amen.